okay, we shall begin the episode. Thank you, Oscar, for coming. Um, you know, Oscar doesn't like your opinions, thank you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. Francisco is king gaslight. I can't appease everyone, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, uh, in today's episode, we actually have a special guest. It's a friend of mine. His name is Oscars, and um, he's here to talk about bleach because he's the expert of all things bleach related when it comes to, well, the people that I know. I guess is, isn't that right, Oscar? I wouldn't say I'm the expert. I just say I know what I know. Oh, uh, sure. Which is a lot, a lot. Oh, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, everyone. As you might know, there was a recent special one shot to celebrate the 20th anniversary of bleach and what's really cool about this one shot is that i personally feel that it's redefining what it means to be a retired mangaka and in particular taikubo because this one shot is pretty much the premise of an entire arc which is something that not i don't think anyone predicted that the 20th anniversary one shot of bleach was going to be the beginning of an arc because if we do consider that that would mean that this would be chapter 687 of Bleach? Because it's about, what, 12 years after the conclusion of the primary story? Back when Ichigo was, what, 17, making him 29 now? You know, it's always good to have um, these characters continue to be older than you. Bro, man, he's a kid. Five-year-old? That's crazy. Yeah. Kid. That's crazy. What's he doing? He got a kill when he was 20. Five? Yeah, he's like the same age as my brother or something. Okay, it's whatever. You know, it's good. It's cool to see Ichigo as, a, as an old man or as a parent. You know, we still have that young kind of punk feel going for Ichigo. I know he made a made a cool, interesting line in this recent one shot. When what was that one? What's that one guy who pops up? I mean, this is like moving into the actual actual chapter. What's the what's the, okay? So first of all, spoilers, I guess, right? Oh yeah, as usual. If you haven't uh, if you haven't read it? Please go read it. Please support the author. Taikubo's a genius. But if uh, if you don't care about spoilers or just want to know more, if you've read it and you want to hear our opinions, please stay. We'd love to have you. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Oscar, go ahead. I guess we can pretty much... What are your opinions on Bleach in general, Oscar, while I look up the Viz chapter on my laptop? I think Bleach is Tite Kubo's masterpiece. I think... I think that while it has many flaws in um such as Ichigo's being the loner but he's has a group of like five or six friends right off the bat you know it has some inconsistencies um um Karin and Yuzu he didn't need two sisters they're kind of a uh, bait every time they're captured you know there's inconsistencies here and there that Tite Kubo could have done better but overall, I feel like he does very well with overarching themes. And if you delve deep into the actual lore of Bleach, you know, I had to watch a couple videos that were an hour long each for some of these <laughs> explanations. Um, you see that he was going for something deeper. He just didn't spell it all out. You kind of have to jump back and forth and read in between the lines. But he does have a very... Um, deep overarching storyline he's trying to tell with bleach it's just it feels like sometimes it wasn't all thought out before it was written is that so i mean dude was what a weekly weekly mangaka that 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 gets you not everyone can be insane monsters like what odo who keeps doing this and has 
pretty consistent work. I know you have um your opinions on Oda and One Piece in general, Oscar. You think it's um the greatest manga of all time, correct? Uh, I have never read it. I refuse to read it, and that is because I watched up to the Skypea arc, and I'm never watching that again. Oh, okay, whatever, whatever. All right, what about you? What about you, Nikhil? Anything to say about what um, Oscar mentioned? Actually, Nikhil, did you read one Bleach, or what, what was your experience uh, I with Bleach? Bleach. Uh, after the after the Rukia arc and Soul Society, I thought it was kind of trash, but I kept watching it. And I'm not sure why. It's like I had nothing better to do. Uh, I think Bleach as a manga is good. I think the concepts and what Taikuba was going for was also really good. Uh, I told Francisco this multiple times. I've told actually a few people, but I know I've mentioned to Francisco a lot. Uh, specifically, I loved the use of the bunkai and the way that Taikuba like incorporated that into Bleach. I think that's the coolest thing because I think in a lot of uh, shonen manga and anime, I think they fall under the trope of saying like this long name for their power and all that. That was always lame to me. But what I really appreciate about Bleach, it's really small, but I really like this part, was they didn't need to say, they didn't need to have like a grand gesture of their moves. They just need to say Bunkai and that's it. And then the action happens. So I always really appreciated that. I think Taikubo is a genius when it comes to just like storytelling and writing. I think he's very, very, very talented. And it shows, right? It shows in the in the first ever arc of Bleach, which I think is the best. And it is unfortunate that that level of quality of writing didn't continue. But obviously that was for a variety of reasons, both out of his control and somewhat in his control. And again, it, it was in a, he was in a situation that was like, it was just unavoidable. So I don't blame him. But I think Bleach is very fun. It reminds me a lot of Yu Yu Hakusho. A show I really liked. Um, and I mean, personally, I just watched until after the Dark Tournament arc. Because after that, it kind of, got kind of boring. I like I like, I like, like Bleach for what it was. Uh, and I will also do want to mention that I absolutely adore Burn the Witch. And you can see more of that in our one of our episodes. If you check us out there, you can see me go on a soapbox of how great I think Burn the Witch was. For about an hour and a half. So... I think Burn the Witch is really, ta- is really, really good. And I think it's really exciting to see Taikubo kind of coming back from almost like this like long hiatus. I mean, obviously we've gotten the, we've gotten Burn the Witch uh, as of late, which was really, really, really good. So I was really hyped for this one shot and he didn't really disappoint. I actually liked it a lot. There's a lot of themes and specific details that I wanted to talk about in respect to Bleach as, like, as a whole. But overall, yeah, like that's my opinion on Bleach. I think the first arc was really good. I think it kind of fell off afterwards, but it is what it is. I think it's really good overall, though, in terms of writing and like the ability that Taikubo has displayed is very, very potent. Very good. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting that you say Yu Yu Hakusho because that's usually the um the go to for you know where Taikubo probably got his influence from, or because there's oh, there's a lot yeah. of similarities, right? It's, I mean, yeah, you could you literally look at like some of the if you look at some of Ichigo's training arcs, and then you look at like um, uh, the Dark Tournament arc and the training arcs before that, like they're so similar. Yes, they are. But I want to put this out there: there's a there's a series out there that actually has a lot more in common with Bleach 
And I believe Ty Kub in a few interviews has even admitted that, or maybe maybe I might be speaking out of turn, but there's a series called Saint Seiya that mimics a lot of the themes and a lot of the um, kind of tropes, you know, being shown in that are very akin to Bleach. And it's more closer to Bleach when it, with respect to, you know, and, and the time period actually fits with the fact that Taikuba would have lived through being able to watch Saint Seiya during like the 80s and whatnot, which is really cool and interesting because, you know, just like how Saint Seiya might have influenced Bleach a lot more with its themes and, you know, the kind of like storytelling that Taikuba wanted to actually doing bleach um there's a currently a current uh manga within shonen jump that has a lot of inspiration from bleach itself which is uh jujutsu kaisen and i think um well you're not caught up with the manga correct correct uh, nikhil no i'm watching it anime only uh i'm doing that for a few shonen uh i think i'm anime only for upcoming chainsaw man um and jjk and my hero aka which i hate but <laughs> yeah, it's it's a difficult. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah. what well, what about you? I mean, I'm 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 mentioning Jujutsu Kaisen because um, Oscar has strong opinions of Jujutsu Kaisen, and I guess also Hero Academia. So, what do you have to say about Jujutsu Kaisen with respect to Bleach, and I guess probably Hero Academia, another contemporary work. Um, My Hero Academia, I enjoyed the premise of at the beginning. I'm gonna say it. I feel I've read the manga. I I got tired of waiting. I don't like where it's gone, um, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to go into any topics anyone might not have read, because honestly, watching it animated is really great. The animation is amazing. Some of the fights, like even though they aren't focused on the actual like battles, like most shonen would be. They're focused on, like, the emotional aspect, which I really enjoy. I think that's what makes them great and unique. So I think uh, the anime itself is very, uh, very unique, great. I love that. But um, looking at where the story's gone, I don't like it. I don't feel like there's much of a connection to Bleach there. But if you look at Jujutsu Kaisen, I just watched, say, the, the anime. And eventually I read it, right? I thought... Right off the bat, okay, this guy looks just like Ichigo. This guy has the orange hair, protag with immense strength. You know how Ichigo's immediately trying out for all the sports teams, seeing who pays him the most. I think he ends up playing for the soccer team because they pay him the most. So, you know, immediate similarities that I see right off the bat. And I just immediately start joking to Chucho like, oh, uh... So when is he going to start fighting Aizen? When does Aizen show up? So, you know, I'm just making jokes. Uh, I feel like as the uh, anime goes on, it'll show a lot of the similarities that uh, Bleach has. Uh, I don't feel like the anime has taken off enough, in my opinion, to consider it standout yet. The animation has been beautiful, but I don't feel like there's been um, a huge arc that has made it, like, pop out to me. Like, um... For Hunter x Hunter, we had the Chimera Antark, which was beautiful. I don't know if you guys have talked about that one on the show before or not. No, we haven't talked about Chimera. We've mentioned Hunter x Hunter, correct, Nikhil? <laughs> we, we, we t- we've talked about the Chimera Antark a lot, but we haven't actually, like, gone over it I think, in detail. Yeah, but... So, you have the Chimera Antark, and that one stands out above all else, you know, um... For me, uh, 
Have you guys talked about Demon Slayer? Yeah. Yeah. Our first okay. episode. So Demon Slayer had a uh, it's it's breakout like towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the anime, and then with the movie Mugen Train. So through there, like you know, you got a depth of storytelling, uh, the plot set up, everything. Like I feel like Jujutsu Kaisen's still in like setting up the story per se. So I wouldn't say it's there yet. I feel like if you go further down the line, it develops on a lot of the themes that Bleach lacks, but it does have a similar premise to Bleach, in my opinion. True. I think one of the most uh, imperative ones, it's actually in Gojo, very reminiscent of Kisuke from from Bleach. It's a lot, very super similar, you know, this really powerful guy, a very anti-authority. Um, the whole notion that Bleach is about, especially with the Soul, Soul Society arc, is the whole, the fact that something's wrong with the conservatives within you know their system they're very hard pressed they don't want change and ichigo represents that you know punk rock kind of delinquency the kind of kind of even naivety because i know you know a lot of people think about the soul soul society arc and we're probably i i see some of the continuation themes with this hell arc in particular the fact that ichigo is not an adult and the old guard of you know soul society is effectively gone so ichigo is in a position to actually produce change which I think is going to be very relevant throughout this Hell arc, which I think is going to be great. Uh, but yeah, definitely Jujutsu Kaisen has taken that whole inspiration of um, something is wrong with the current heads of the, of the Jujutsu Kaisen universe, whatever, the magic heads, and how they refuse to acknowledge that they've been holding off issues concerning the um, cursed spirits and whatnot, and it's all bothering up, and Gojo hates that. So Gojo represents this entire hate for the current system, and that's one of the prime themes. Another one that was, you know, prime themes that Gege took from Taitakubo's Bleach, and another one that it was also very interesting within Bleach, but wasn't it entirely explored, was the um, royalty, right? The um, five heads? Is that the, correct? Uh, five noble families, uh, yes. Uh, you had um, the Shihoans, the um, Ichigo's family, um, Ichigo's which family? is... Ca- his Ichigo's dad, right? dad is the cousin of the um, of the family's head. Um, their family was kind of excommunicated, if I, if I remember correctly, from the, the noble family. You don't really delve too m- deeply into their lore. Yeah, exactly. uh, Byakuya's another one. Um, so you know of three of the noble clans in Bleach. You don't really delve deep into their history. Um, you kind of delve deep into uh, what they did in the past in the Thousand Year Blood in the Thousand Year Blood War arc, but he kind of he kind of skims over it. I feel like he ended up rushed for time um, due to his health because there was a lot of stuff that he promised that um, he kind of just ended up leaving out, and I feel like that's a shame, but. What he did give us was great. Yeah, and you know that's actually something that Jujutsu took a lot of. Um, you know, there's currently with the current chapters they're dealing with this whole the three three head situation. Something something big happened, but you know we're we're holding that off. I think we should probably like start talking more about the actual chapter itself. And I guess Nikio, you what what are you you're like someone who got into Bleach later later, right? So I'm I'm curious what what did you enjoy of the chapter? And I guess we can go through it you know chronologically, or if you want to pick specific parts that you find are interesting that speak to you maybe you find something that's very unique as for taikubo that you want to address you know whatever you think is nice uh for me there are two parts 
uh, or two specific things that I really wanted to discuss, um, specifically pertaining to this one shot. One of them is pertaining to Hell and Taikubo's perception of Hell in this one shot, because as far as I know and as far as I've read, or I'm sorry, watched, Taikubo has never really once mentioned Hell. Like, there was a Hell based movie, but um, from what I can understand, Ta- Taikubo himself like hated it or didn't like it. And he was like, this, shit, this is not like what I wanted for this. And so I wanted to discuss uh, like the concept of hell being introduced into the Bleach universe and what the repercussions for that are. And then also I want to talk about power scaling because one of my biggest issues with Bleach, and I mean, this applies to a lot of Shonen as well, but Bleach specifically had a big issue with this, and which is why I got frustrated at, at, at like, I think after... It was like I passed up to like five hundred or something. I got really like annoyed. The power scaling within Bleach is very tilted in the sense that it's very obvious Ichigo has plot armor and just cannot get like ruined in any way, right? You literally saw this with this fight against Aizen. Like it, it, it made no sense. Aizen should have won that fight without a doubt, but Aizen lost, and like it gets really finicky in my opinion. With the whole power scaling situation, I think that's like a common kind of thing within a lot of shonen anime and manga, where you get this uh, trouble, like troublesome thing of like balancing power scaling really well. But what I loved in this one shot that I think Taikubo did so good, and like this is why I think like his like one this one shot really does not mark is not like obviously this is just an introduction to something bigger, but. If he continues it on this like path, this can absolutely be goaded. Like I'm very excited for it because the power scaling is very clearly like disrupted now. Because and I I, I say this because um it was mentioned within the within the one shot that uh there were there were there were a few there were like two captains, I think Aizen and someone else. Their spiritual energy was so strong, they were able to contain the gates of hell. But now that they died, uh, Ichigo and Ko are feeling the repercussions of their actions. I think that's so sick. I actually really, really like that for a, for a few reasons. One, because one, it like actually balances out the power scaling. So it's not super skewed to like one thing. But two, it actually creates a, like a very interesting dynamic within the manga itself. And what the potential continuation could be like. Um, which should be pretty interesting. So I think those two parts were really, really cool. I actually really, really like them, and I'm I'm excited to see what uh Taikubo kind of chooses to do with the whole like power scaling thrown off dynamic, because now I feel like everyone is kind of on an equal playing uh playing field. And then I'm al- I also really wanted to discuss the uh the idea of hell that. Taikubo brings about because again I think I, I mentioned this earlier I don't think Tai like in within Bleach Hell is never really mentioned and mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that Hell is now being introduced as like an introductory arc and so now we see more lore based around the captains and the spiritual energy and all of that which is dope but then now you have this idea of Hell being introduced and I'm very excited to see what they kind of go, like how they kind of deal with that and what they do with it. And I don't know. I'm 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 very excited for that. I'm really glad he introduced that. I think it'll yeah. it brings an extra thing of like what could happen and 
it's like I think Taikubo is laying down the groundwork for exploring hell and with his continuation or future uh manga or future bleach content it'll be really interesting to see how he kind of continues to explore this idea of hell so especially since like the captain's reishi i think it's called right spiritual energy uh goes to hell which is crazy right when you think so dark it. yeah it's it's uh yeah i'm i'm really hyped for that so okay i guess we could probably mention a bit about the uh, actual lore or the you know universe of bleach um so there's a lot of theories out there that there's um Taikubo took inspiration from Buddhism, in particular the six realms of Buddhism, right? So, for example, Soul Society would represent the Divas, which is like the God Realm. Human Realm is the uh, Manusia Realm, I believe. And the Demigod Realm would, would be Ashura, which is the Quincy Realm, because, you know, they lived in the Shadow Dimension or whatever. And then you also have some very, uh, you know, reaching out there ideas of an animal realm, for example. And I believe that was um, hinted because one of the captains was a dog, correct? Or something like that? So, you know that's that's something he else. was a wolf man who was uh being who was being punished for his actions on earth and so yeah, his clan yeah. was turned into a wolf and he could return into a man for a brief period a weird come more yeah come <laughs> it was a bunch of weird stuff see that was another they were thing they were werewolves that's the, another one of um taikuba's ambitions that um Peep, it fell flat. I thought it was pretty cool with his transformation. Okay, and then um, the hollows, which represent the hungry ghost realm, which is pretty interesting. But the last one, like you mentioned, Nikhil, and I wouldn't, and I don't actually blame you for saying that Taikubo has never actually put hints out there about hell realm, because you might have actually forgotten this, but there was one time in the early stages of, like, even before Soul Society arc, where there was a hollow that Ichigo and company dealt with but instead of getting purified and returning to Soul Society, what actually happened was that the gates of hell opened and took him to hell. Or took this hollow to hell. Fisher? It was I I don't think so. I don't think it was Grand Fisher. I think it was just a no name. It was someone who did a, who was a serial killer from his past life. And that is the only time the gate of hell canonically was opened. Oh my god, I remember this. This was this was when Ichigo was training, no? Exactly, like way back, yeah, yeah. Um but it was never directly hinted that that was hell. Like so, it was assumed, but he was never said. Like, it might have been. Yeah, I haven't read. I haven't read the, that exact chapter. I just know it exists because you know I've been. I was on Reddit and I was like, oh damn, that's true. Because I remember, like I like Unikill when it was mentioned, it just jogged my memory, and I was like, yes, that did happen, and it looked like hell because everyone was like, what just happened? This is different. And, so you know, in the uh-huh. anime, from what I, because like again, I'm an anime only, right? Yeah. The they never actually said it was hell. Gates open, boom, he went through, that was it. And then you were less like, like, what? What just happened? Yeah, that might have been a censorship situation, but regardless, yeah. that is, we know that's hell because that looks just like the hell, the gates of hell in this chapter, right? Okay, yeah. The anime I mean, censors now, a now. lot. Honestly. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, you know, so it has been referenced, and not only that, but within this chapter, there was another time that um, I believe one of the people that came back from here, one of the Espadas, which was, what's his name? This guy, by the way, is one of Taikubo's favorite characters. He loves his design. Yes, I love He appears so much in the entire series. It's crazy. Taikubo was in love with this man for some apparent reason. Maybe because he's just the easiest to just be evil. He just got that whole evil vibe going for him. But this guy mentions it right before Ukitaki takes him back into hell. It's like, hell has always been here. Haven't you wondered why the hell butterflies are have hell in their name? And I was like, 
I thought that was just a supernatural cool little gimmick to take but I, I guess it just it comes back full circle, you know? So hell has been in the series, so that's just just but it's great to see that Taiku was finally addressing it appropriately, you know? I feel like the movie addressed it to a degree. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. There was, um, there's an imaginary chapter, which might be canon. The imaginary chapter could still be canon, by the way. We, the like, movie was the... considered an alternate timeline, so... That was the Hell has version, some... right? Yeah, the yes. Hell version. It's considered an alternate timeline, but it could have... Um, some references to the current timeline. Yeah, I think um, Tai Kubo gave a lot of ideas out to the actual team involved with him. In the end, they didn't go with. They didn't go through with it. They didn't like, go know, with I, it. I, yeah. I know Tai Kubo just did not like that movie. He was like, no, he this didn't. Is just not what I wanted. Exactly. So now he gets his opportunity to do what he wants to do with Hell. And I guess um, we can talk a bit about. How about we talk about the captain? The captains who went to Hell and the fact that. Of you know, because this goes back to the whole idea that the system is completely messed up, right? Oh wait, I just read the chapter. Um, look there, the gates of hell are opening, so it's directly referenced it is hell. Yeah, and, and oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, that's so weird because in the anime they don't say hell at all, from what I remember. Yeah, censorship. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's... Yeah, I mean that's it's more than likely it was censorship, but that's oh, that's so interesting. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of little uh, things that you miss if you don't read the manga, such as um, uh, there's like uh, little things where there's like a dragon protecting a princess in one of the first I, yeah, few I know chapters. About that one. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot, a lot of little things that you miss because of only reading the, or only watching the anime. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're definitely not gonna be able to address every piece of the one shot because there's a lot we could talk about, but I guess. You know, something else that I want to address is this idea that Yamamoto and the old guard do not have the old, the best system with this whole, what the whole soul situation is. Because something that was addressed in the Thousand Year Bloodwork arc was that the reason that the Soul Reapers indiscriminately killed all of the Quincy's was because when Quincy's quote-unquote exterminated Hollows, they didn't purify them or whatever, or they didn't get them to return their spiritual energy to the cycle. Which led to an imbalance between the between the you know the the land of the living and the soul society, which if kept unchecked would have completely broken their like universe or whatever. Which is very, it's pulled, it's being held together in a really awful freaking system with the soul king. <laughs> it's just some hey, weird hey, object. You, yeah, you can't blame Yamamoto for that. You you gotta I blame mean, the five noble families. The five noble families kind of said, yo. You're gonna be the centerpiece to our universe, and then they kind of just cut cut off his arms, cut off his legs, cut out his heart, and put him in the in like yellow. Yeah, are you familiar with what the soaking situation is all about? Oh, uh, uh, Nikio. Me? Yeah, Nikio. Oh uh, no. So there's a soaking, and all all this person is used for is just to keep the universes tethered together. It's just this weirdly omnipotent situation, and they just got rid of his entire um, consciousness or whatever, and he's just... Oh, no, he's completely conscious. He okay, sees so all, he knows all, he's omnipotent, he just let him do it. So he just let him do it, and he's just a corpse, and he's holding everything together forcefully? He's I know not they... a corpse. Oh, he's not a corpse? He's just still alive? That's so creepy. Okay, oh, so no. they currently did that to Yuha Bak, right? Because they're using Yuha Bak uh, without consent? Yes. <laughs> That's so yes, messed the, up. Um... The Zero Squad Division, uh, I believe Tite Kubo mentioned this, 
or it might have been mentioned in the Can't Fear Your Own World. I don't remember which. But it was said that if they couldn't use Yuha Bak as the new Soul King, they were going to use Ichigo. Pretty, yeah, pretty dark. So, the entire universe is being held together by a thread, and it's very a very delicate thread. It led to people just being, just as, you know, in particular the old Gote 13, to just com- annihilating the entire Quincy bloodline because they couldn't allow them to just do their own thing. They couldn't allow them to exist for the fact that if they kept killing these hollows or whatever, or spirits, it would have just led to the collapse of the entire universe. So they got rid of them by genocide. I mean, and... I think that's the reason that they gave, like, uh, the, yeah. Yuha, the Yuha Bach storyline, you know, the Thousand Year Blood War makes me think that they exterminated them for a reason, and after that was just kind of racism. Yeah, kind of. I mean, <laughs> definitely prejudice. Um, and Yuha Bach was like, yep. Okay, so Yuha Bach is really cool and interesting because his whole thing was that he wanted to make a universe where death didn't exist. And now we realize that because we get these soul reapers, really powerful soul reapers, and the whole situation with them is that, and this is something else that, who's the head captain currently, um, Oscar? The current head captain. Shinshi Yeah. So something that the old, yeah, something that the old Gote 13 or Royal Head family realizes is that if you get too strong, you can, as a spirit, you cannot have your um, soul dissipate and return to the environment. Which leads to an imbalance. So their genius solution was that we're just going to send these people to hell because hell is a separate domain that doesn't mess with the delicate balance that we have going on here. And they thought that was okay. And in all, all things considered, it is kind of okay, but it's pretty dark because it works. It worked. It worked. But it's really interesting. And I know, um, what's it called? Taikubo wanted to really address this, with, especially with, what's, what, how do you pronounce this guy's name again? Zawa? Zava? Zayalaparos. Yeah, Zayalaparos yeah, made a good comment that in your efforts to gain strength to protect what you loved, you effectively damned yourself to hell, which is interesting. Um, and I guess, I guess this goes back to the whole idea of a power dynamic or a power creep that you were talking about, Nikhil. Because mm-hmm. um, it adds layers or consequences to someone trying to just reach different heights. I'd like, so to, stuff... make a com- I'd like mm-hmm. to make a comment there. About um, yeah, go on. I don't feel like the power is balanced at all, given that Ichigo's kid is said, uh, clap, clap, open the gates of hell. Yeah, Ichigo's kid is an interesting um, <laughs> phenomenon. Ichigo's yeah. kid also defeated the remnants of Yuha Bak. Um, um, so, personally, I feel like uh, the way Ichigo wins his fights are more uh, emotional than actual physical. Uh, because... Going back to, like, Mm -hmm. the Aizen arc, we see um, Ichigo become one with his hollow powers and his uh, Soul Reaper powers. Uh, Because he doesn't know the origin of uh, his actual Soul Reaper powers and Quincy powers, he doesn't reach full power, but you can say he's a transcended being. Whatever that means. It's kind of hacks, but you do understand why he does win. And then, even after that, Kubo gives the reasoning that, oh... All I felt was sadness coming out of Aizen's sword. Maybe he wanted to lose, and that's why the Hokioku let him lose. You know, that was I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's more of an emotional thing in that point than an actual physical battle because Ichigo does lose his powers. 
it felt like they were going off into a different arc where um I can't remember if it was Yuzu or Karin was gonna gain uh Quincy powers and then they just kinda forgot about her completely and used her as a bait. <laughs> that is that was that was sad. I would have liked to see the sisters do some more stuff, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But power creep, uh I don't feel like this is balanced at all personally. Um In the current Ichigo's situation. Kid, yeah, no, Ichigo's oh, yeah. kid just kinda claps his hands and opens hell he or she. I'm not he? It's like it's a it's a dude. Yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of claps his hands and opens the gates of hell. Um, Which see, I'm I not. I'll, I'll be totally honest. I think that the way that Taikubo made it out to be is that he's a kid who's plain, right? He's very blissful, naive, ignorant, and he's even following the hell butterflies, and he looks like he's gonna go to hell. And I love that because he doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know. What do you think about the kid, um, Nikio? Oh, I think that. I think that there's going to be implications based on like the gates of hell, like the kid opening the gates of hell, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be future repercussions, but looking at the one shot as like an individual like piece, yeah, like it's it's like not balanced, but I think uh, Taikuba has an intention of balancing uh, power scaling out in the future with future releases based on like hell and like the conception of hell. And then, like, the repercussions that it's going to have. So, I'm assuming it's going to have. So, we'll see. Um, yeah, kid's OP, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not super surprised at all, actually. But I will say Ichigo might be more balanced than he was before just because he lost his uh, Hollow and Quincy powers. Did he? I thought... But... Oh, be... I, think... I still think he has them, but we're fine, though. No, he... Uh, Yuha Bak absorbed them from him, and that's why his true Zanpakuto reverted to Zangetsu in the final confrontation. He finally became a true Soul Reaper, you know? He was in a... Like, the whole arc was about his acceptance of his powers, and then he essentially became a um, true Soul Reaper in the end because he reverted to only using Zangetsu in his uh, Bankai state. That's why his his final... Uh, that's why his uh, Zanpakuto broke. You know Revealing what? I never that. really understood that, but I'll I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it it was a forty minute video. Uh, <laughs> was it? And you you believe <laughs> oh it? <laughs> Whatever. I, I got it. There was a lot of analysis, and I I kind of watched all of it, so you know I'm giving the you the cliff notes. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. I do want to talk about um. Pe- there's a lot of people talking that they they think that the current the captains that died right Unohana, Ukitake, Yamamoto that they're gonna be villains. I want to put my crazy theory out there is that I feel that Taikubo is as far as we know from their characterization, the fact that they're very big on supporting the status quo. I think and something else that the fact that Ukitake ended up stabbing the Espada and bringing him back to hell suggests that we might have some players within hell. They're, they they want to help Ichigo and company. And that's going to be really interesting because we know that the current system is not right, right? It's not correct. Or it's not the most efficient thing. But it stays consistent with their characters because they're not going... They're not attacking Ichigo and company for sending them to hell. If anything, Yamamoto knew that he was going to go to hell for you know having such high-dense energy. There's nothing he can do about that because there's that's the only reasonable thing that's but I feel that in contrast to what people believe that they're going to be villains, is they're going to, there's going to be many different divisions or alliances within Hells 
for example, I think the warden might be wanna might wanna keep the gates of hell closed, which you know the warden in that case might um recruit people like Unohana, Ukitake, and Yamamoto to keep the other denizens of hell in check. Which is going to initially lead, you know, Ichigo and company to work with them. But eventually I feel that you know, the fact that, you know, this goes back to one of the themes of um, Soul Society arc is that the current system isn't the best system. And now that Ichigo has come of age, I think that they might think of a new way to handle to handle the current situation. Which might directly, while having the same end goal, right, of keeping the peace as Yamamoto, Ukitake, Unohana, it might directly contrast what they think is correct because they only have one opportunity to get this right if not everything goes to shit so i think i think that's I, personally that's my theory that you know they're going to be they're going to be helping them which is going to you know maintain the fact that they're essentially good guys and it's also going to open the opportunity to see them fight because everyone everyone wants to see a good shonen fight i think um what what, what are your opinions on this um on this theory Nikio or oscar because i think that'd be interesting I think it brings up a question of uh, I, I I think it's interesting that you mentioned alliances because um, I'm very curious to see if there's going to be like a king of hell or a satan-esque figure and I'm very curious to see who that would be. Yeah, for sure. They, a warden was mentioned, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's quote-unquote satan, right? And Right, exactly, right. That's like, like, I'm talking about like a like how you mentioned like the soul king earlier. I wonder if there's a Equivalent, yeah. Equivalent. Yeah. I don't think the Buddhists believe in a an actual devil, so I don't think there would be one. Um, but maybe, maybe Takuma nah. thinks it's cool. Nah. <laughs> I think maybe. if Takuma thinks it's cool, he's gonna draw it in. I didn't see any sort of hints of that in in any part of Bleach, so we'll see. Um, going back to your um, idea. I think while the cap, the old guard of the captains did support the conservative ideals, I feel like that was more like the noble families, like their will, you know? Well, Yamamoto was kind of just like their arm, kind of like the Jedi were the arm of the Republic, you know? They were kind of just enforcing the, the rules. Yeah. They weren't really, they weren't always like completely in agreement with them ideological wise you bring a good point the other thing is the yamamoto we've seen that he has lived enough a bit you know open to you know new ideas but other people that are definitely going to be in hell is the old gotei 13 you know the squad that yamamoto was was first around back in a thousand years ago who are very ruthless i wonder if you know i wonder how that might introduce itself and the fact that yamamoto has a past with these other characters that we are not familiar with but we know that have been in hell for about a very long time and at this point they might not want to be in hell anymore. Um, are you familiar with the whole go- old Gote 13, um, Nikhil? No. So, okay, so are like... For that? Yeah, Oscar? Go ahead, I guess Oscar. Oh, me? Okay. So, uh, in the Thousand Year Blood War with the whole Yuha Ba Quincy situation... That's when I stopped watching. Exactly, so that makes sense. <laughs> it was referenced that Yamamoto, you know, the head captain, had these older captains, like the first captains, and they passed away at this point, but Yuha Bak mentioned that every single one of them were ruthless thugs who just killed and, and did whatever they were told, pretty much. And, you know, there were only reference like that, right? The fact that they exist, but are no longer here. And, fortunately, with this Hell Arc, it gives Taikubo an opportunity to show these us, the readers, of how they were like before, and how 
because another thing that's um Taikuba, you know, being from Japan, is that back in the day, a lot of the you know the Serbs, the civilians, whatever, actually saw samurais and they saw them as thugs. They saw them as over glorified police police keepers who just felt like they can do whatever they want. And that's kind of the imagery or that's the, kind of the inspiration for the old Gotei 13. And I think it's going to be really cool being able to have the old Gotei 13 have an ideological, like, almost battle between Yamamoto and how, hey, I want to, they want to get out of there. Yamamoto is a very noble kind of individual. He's very militaristic, but at the same time understands that what we did in the past was very wrong and we need, and I know you're probably not going to change, but I've changed at this point. I think that would be really cool to see. I, I don't know if I'd want to see Yamamoto take a big part in this just because at the point of his death, we saw a descent into um, madness, I'd say. I and was gunning for revenge. You see his lieutenant get murdered right in front of him, and that just brings back the old Yamamoto that just isn't in control of his emotions is pretty much just gunning for everybody's head, wants to kill Yuha Bak as soon as he sees him. You know, it's not the same controlled, uh, strong head captain that we know is invincible because, you know, he's always in control of the situation. Here he's a complete mess. And when he's finally defeated, he's just like a beaten, tired old man, you know? Mm-hmm. All of the w- weight of his mistakes and his past, like, have just caught up to him, and he's just, like, sad and defeated. And now he's in hell. <laughs> when no, you see him go, you know, you kind of feel like, okay, I think he's done fighting, you know? He's tired. He's he's uh, he's gone, you know? I don't think bringing him back would be the best idea. Unahana? Primary character bringing him back? or? Yeah, I don't feel like bringing him back to fight the other captains. If they were to try and escape hell would be a good idea, just because Yamamoto's been through enough, you know? He's uh, <laughs> he he's been through a lot, and I don't think he has the will to keep fighting at this point. Uh, Unahana, I feel like her love of fighting would be fine in bringing her back to fight the other captains. Ukitake, I don't know, he's a kind of a conniving dude. So, yeah, Ukitake is difficult. I mean, I see conniving, but that's uh, that's, that's weird. I think Ukitake. It's depressing, just because you know he couldn't walk pretty often when he was young. I mean, Nikio probably doesn't don't doesn't know about the background of these captains in particular because you know Nikio mentioned that he did not read the Thousand Year Blood War arc. But um, I guess the mo- out of all those three, I found Unahana the most interesting. Are you familiar with who Unahana was, um, Nikio? No. Okay, so she was the um the head med- Well, yeah, I guess spoiler original. Okay, so you might remember as the person who healed people, like the medic. From yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Captain Medic. So her yeah. deal was that you know how Kempachi is effectively a title? And yeah. do you remember Kempachi? Yes. That, yeah, okay. So the original Kempachi, because the Kempachi is given as a title to the next person. She was the original Kempachi, but she lost the title to the to the to him. So she gave it up. But in the last arc she needed to um she pretty much took back the mantle of Kempachi and she just went out there and trained Kempachi until she died. <laughs> that was it. Huh. It was revealed that she's actually a cold-blooded murderer, but at the same time, she's she's committed to the role of Unahana, and Unahana is a fake name. And I think Kimpachi mentioned that um, he named his vice captain. You know that 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 small kid that was always with him. 
What's his what's what's her name? Um Oscar? Yeah, Yachiro, right? Yachiro? Yachiro. Yachiro. Yeah, okay. So Unohana's real name is Yachiro. And the only thing that Taikubo told us is that Kenpachi said, because he found her when she was lost, right? Is that he named her after someone that he highly respected, which was Yachiro. And everyone was guessing that it was probably the old Kenpachi. And they were right, because it was an old Kenpachi, but it was also Unohana. Because that was the old name that she had that she discarded after she relinquished the Kenpachi title and became Unohana, the person who heals people. And something that was really dark, or, or that I found was really cool, was that she explained to um, Kenpachi, like, the reason why I learned how to heal was because I wanted to make sure that I could make my battles go longer. <laughs> Like, like healing the opponent if necessary too. So, oh God. yeah, she was uh, she's kind of crazy. So it'd be really cool to see her back. It'd be really cool to see a lot of people back. So this hell arc is interesting in general. We could finally see Ichigo, you know, change things, not just quote unquote be a war hero, which is pretty much what everyone knows him as. Yeah, that was like the first like twenty pages of the one shot. You're Ichigo, yeah. the war hero, right? Yeah, it's like uh, it's not me. I do, I I do love how he, how he still has the punk rock attitude of him of Ichigo. It's like, who the hell are you? Was like, when that one Espada is like, I'm gonna kill you too. It's like, I I've never met you in my entire life, <laughs> which is very true. I guess we could talk about what about the two new characters, the Gairu and of course the tight Kubo flair of the vice captain who was a mute and you know speaks with sign language, which I think is very. It's very stylistic of Kubo, and it's exactly what I would expect from him, you know? Because there's not a lot of characters in anime in general that actually are mutes, so it's cool to see this kind of representation. I, I feel like it's great that he's being inclusive, but the cast of characters Kubo kind of throws to the side and ignores is a long one, so I don't think it's a good idea to add more. I, I was I was very happy to see him. I mean, he's got a lot of style, so maybe who knows? This might be one of the moments where Kubo introduces someone and might maybe forget about them. Who knows? Who knows? I don't who know. Knows? I'm I'm kind of hoping that uh, some of these characters stick around, like the the one that uses sign language and goes pretty cool. And it'd be interesting to see if Tai Kubo chooses to keep them in the future or not. Mm-hmm. But I hope he does. That'd be that'd be nice. That'd be a good change of pace. That would be actually pretty cool. Oh, side note, I thought it was really cool that we finally learned what Ichigo ended up going to school for. Which is oh, much, yeah. yeah! A translator, correct? I Okay, so I was still, I was a little confused about that, right? Because, like, a translator for what? Like, English to Jap, like, communications? Is that his major? Like, I'm, I don't know, I was confused. Yeah, well, a translator, you definitely need to go for university. I know that was, like, a plot point back in the Fulbring arc, right? The fact that, you know, he's 17 now, so he's got to think about his future. But um, it was never explained what language he's a translator for, but me and Oscar have been talking about it, and we think because there's a lot of different... Te- Kubo has taken inspiration from different countries. For example, the Espadas or the Aronkar arc, that, that's a lot of Spanish involved with that, with their names, right? Ulquiora, El Queora, and yeah. whatnot. Uh, yeah. Arancar, like to tear. So I think I think Ichigo knows a lot of language. I think he knows Spanish. I think he knows English, right? For the Fulbring arc, kind of the American influence or whatever, the British influence. And I also think he knows German. And I think that would be poetic because there would be all these different languages or countries that, each, that Kubo looked into for, you know, that stylistic approach. 
And at the end, you know, Ichigo kind of learns every single one of them in, in, in particular English, right? Because as we know, Burn the Witch is in the same universe. So maybe we get a quick um, cameo appearance from Ichigo whenever he's traveling and being a translator or whatever for maybe a company of his. So that's my opinion. I don't know. I don't know if you if you buy into that whole idea, Nikhil, or if you think it's cute. I like it. I think it makes more sense. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, definitely he didn't mention what other language you know Ichigo knows. But I think it'd be really interesting to just have every single language from the different arcs introduced and you know him being a translator for them. And in particular English for sure. For the fact that we can get maybe a cameo of Ichigo and maybe his family visiting Eng- London one day. Oh, and then <laughs> that, Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be really cute. That'd be the dream. That would be the dream, you know, maybe 10 years or I don't care how long Taikubo takes to create this freaking to create to, to you know, to make his manga. Because I personally think that Burn the Witch is going to be his masterpiece as a lot of, you know, going into it with only three chapters. Of course, Oscar says that it's Bleach, but, you know, we, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see when it happens. I think, I think Bleach was groundbreaking and revolutionary for what it was. I yeah. think Burn the Witch has more how do i put it i think burn the witch can be more succinct and kind of like perfect in a way whereas bleach in of itself was i guess a masterpiece in its own right and what i mean by that is i think it laid the foundation for a lot of current shonen manga but i think burn the witch is going to kind of strive away from that and be very unique but for that reason be really really good I don't know. I'm 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 very excited for. I'm personally very excited for Burn the Witch. So. Yeah. Same. Same. I haven't heard anything new from it, but hopefully, you know, after, after, hoping that 2022 has some new information on it. You know, Oscar actually hasn't seen Burn the Witch. Really. Yep. How? Crazy. I I am busy trying to finish Monogatari. Yeah, you've been busy for like six months, bro. <laughs> Dude, it's a hard show to get through. I like. I I don't blame him. I I'm kind of stuck. It's been a while since I've watched. Um, it's 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 rough. You know, you kind of try and go power through it, and then you get through a couple seasons, and then it's just like, uh, I have to keep watching. Bro, you can stop. <laughs> what Monogatari? Like, I actually completely agree with you because that's exactly how I felt. Monogatari is a show I've realized that you cannot just binge. Like it's an un like I think they're like I think you can binge a lot of TV like in general I think Monogatari is one of those shows that I would never ever ever try to binge again because that was just so hard that was so difficult yeah. to do it's the perfect show to watch like an episode or two a day you know yeah no but even then the fact that I binged it at first it just drove me away from watching anime for a while like I'd say it's comparable to the time I watched One Piece um <laughs> oh I God. did it out of I did it out of spite because Dude, um, I love One Piece. <laughs> Chucho told me, "Hey, Sky P is the best arc," and I'm like, "All right, I, bet. it's my favorite I'm gonna, arc." I'm Sky not P gonna is read not it. the best arc, but it's a good arc. I, I'm not gonna read it. I'm gonna watch it all the way up until. Oh, don't watch it! You gotta read it. I did tell him to watch it, and he tried to gaslight me to hell to say that I convinced him to. F- no, I told him to read it, and he tried to gaslight me that I said you told me to watch it, and it was, and, uh, and I almost fell for that shit. Oh I was like, God. I was apologizing. 
I watched like 198 episodes of One Piece, I think. So amazing. I could never do that. I read the entire I, thing. I, I, I hated myself the entire time. So after that, I said, you know what? I'm done with One Piece. I am never picking this up again. That Bro, was you liked terrible. You a few of the arcs, you know? Yeah, but then it just took forever. The pacing was okay, awful. You're right. You know, Skypea, because of the anime pacing, is what almost ended up ruining One Piece. Because they were thinking about canceling it, right? But then I would cancel it. Really bad because like they they kept doing like basically in twenty minute like in each episode it was like like half a manga chapter in like one in like three episodes it was so dumb that's why I'm saying just read it and then you can get through it like this like no problem because I'm telling you once you get to Innis Lobby and Impul Down it goes so hard but like yeah. you just got to get there. It's just so bad. Like, the opinion it's that I have of it is bad. so bad. After it is the not a- bad. It, I, just... I, I challenge you to watch the anime. and then, Oh, I and won't. Then just... Like, I know the anime is, like, atrocious. <laughs> I will like... not watch it. That's why I've read the entire thing instead. Like, if you try and watch it, you're, you're, you're going to have a negative opinion of it, no matter how good, like, the manga is. Like, it's just bad. Some oh. people enjoy the anime, bro. The, you know... Yeah, Maybe no, we- I enjoy watching the YouTube fights too, but like... Oh yeah, you you kind of watch Any's Lobby, but the abridge on YouTube, right? You're like, oh man, Robin's, Robin's backstory is so depressing, I love it. And then, next five minute clip. <laughs> I mean, it works out, you know? I don't, I don't have to wait for like the three uh, hours of pacing that it took to get to that story, story uh, part, you know? Whatever, whatever, Mr. Mr. I'm hey, gonna I watch mean, Katakuri like, versus One Piece. That's exactly how I feel about the Bleach uh, anime as well. So I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'll cut you slack there. I think it's just an issue of, like, manga versus anime and that type of situation. Because during the whole Aizen arc and the whole Hollow arc, that was terrible. It took 30 episodes for Ichigo to get from one place to the other, and I was going crazy. So Yeah, um, there it's just like, it's like here where Tite Kubo introduced a bunch of new characters, you know, to set up the arc. But it's just like, there's way too much way too much in in there so there's too many characters you have to expand upon too many fights you have to focus on too many side character fights you have to focus on it's just it's just too much like i understand how you <laughs> feel about the anime like i skip episodes all the time like when i'm rewatching, i'm like oh that was a really cool fight i'm not gonna watch it Next. i do think <laughs> we should we should admit that something that's amazing about anime i personally feel that the anime should be better than the actual you know manga source material i see manga itself as being the screenwriter situation and the anime should elevate that you know similar to what happened with demon slayer anime specifically yes i completely agree yeah but sometimes that doesn't happen but i do have to admit that there's something amazing about the bleach anime in particular that we should 100 percent acknowledge and i think that is the act the um the music and the and the composer you know shiro sagusi yeah the ost and the music is very good in the anime yeah, it's it's one of the best, honestly. The I mean, the guy who ma- who was taking care of the OST for Bleach, he's done work for Berserk, which is the only redeemable quality when it comes to the anime for Berserk and Evangelion. And I know, I know, um, what's it called, Oscar? You really enjoy the um the music composition for Bleach as well, now. Yes, it's yeah. music of all time. Yeah, especially the sad music. <laughs> right, you always you, supposedly he was watching or he was reading. All of Demon Slayer, and he just put sad Bleach OST in the background. 
And I told him that doesn't work with every seed. And he responded with, you're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm just saying, like, I had an hour long Bleach OST in the background and it fit in perfectly. That's oh stacked. my god. Can't just use the same OST for all of them, bro. It's just, just, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyway, I guess Have you that, heard uh, Bleach's comp- music composition, dude? It's amazing. Yes, I think it's great. I think uh, you should try it. <laughs> one day, just not today. Alright, do you have anything else to say about Bleach in general, or maybe the chapter Nikio or Oscar? Because I think that was it for me. I mean, I can't think of anything more. We definitely did a Does weird... Anybody know- what the, does anybody have any theories about what the fish are? Oh, yeah. Well, you mentioned that it's more, you know, probably most likely a metaphor for the old guard leaving, giving room to grow, giving room for the newer generation to grow. Um, but there's actual physical fishes, right? Spirit fishes that our boy Kuzato, whatever Ichigo's kid's name is, just is hanging out with, which is cool. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, who are the fishes? What 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 are his powers? What what is going on? I don't even like, think that's his power. I think he's just chilling with fishes. Like, he's just, yeah, I I didn't know if the fishes represented anything. I thought they were just vibing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I think they're cool. Don't get me wrong. And the other I thing, I feel like it. Mm-hmm. It's a very major plot point, given that like it's independent at the beginning of of the, the chapter. You know. Yeah. And then and then like it's. It's pretty much never talked about again. So yeah, I think it's gonna it's, be big later. With but, the narrator uh, and quote unquote, I guess this is um Taikubo talks about the fishes and the fact that someone is happy that one of them died because the other one got bigger. It's just kind of dark, but whatever. It might be Yang and Yang, right? What? Because you know, oh wow, it yeah, reminds me of Avatar. Uh, what, Avatar, exactly. Uh oh, I just noticed that something else is really cool is that when he when you know Kuza, what the hell is his name? I need to I need to know what his kid's name is. Give me a second. Ah, I don't know his name. Ah. I know that Renji's kid talks about it. Oh my god, no, they don't whatever, whatever. Ichigo's kid makes a little ritual Kazui. to some Kazui, thank you. You can probably Google that, that's better than me. Ichigo's kid did the little ritual and two eyeballs showed up, and I think those are the warden's eyeballs. And that's not my theory. I've heard people talk about that, and I just realized that they're just two random eyeballs that just show up for the kid. What about the mouth that shows up for the kid? That's Garganta, and and I think it's the Hell Butterfly taking him to a direct path to Hell. It's not the gates of Hell themselves, uh, as far as I'm familiar. I just feel that he has a very, you know, one-to-one connection to Hell somehow. Because I guess he's just a lovable kid. I'll be honest, I love this guy's characterization. His kids? It's all right. Everyone's uh-huh. there, so like everybody's already in hell. Oh, that's yeah, that's true, right? He doesn't know that he's sending a soul to hell. He's like, everyone's here, so who fucking cares? Go have fun with them. He sends a soul directly to hell. This kid's something else. But I also like the fact that in addition to breaking a promise with his mother, um, the con says like whose promises are more important, and then he straight up responds without any hesitation. The person who I promised, who I made the promise with first, which I think says a lot about who he is as a person, even at the age of five. I think he's really cool. I like him for a five-year-old. <laughs> hey, he's better than Boruto. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna deny me that? 
I think anyone's uh, no. Boruto. No, you're right. Boruto that's not... sucks. That's He's... not a very high bar. That's not a very high bar to compare him to, you know? Yeah, I like the kids, if I'm being honest. I think they're a good ad. Let's see what we see what we do with them. I like what Kubo's doing with them more than what happened with Boruto, but uh, that's I guess that's the only other thing I wanted to mention. What about you folks? Just more looking forward to the future of what's kind of to come. And it's definitely made me want to read a little more of the Thousand Year War, the last arc that I missed, that I just could not finish, or could not bring myself to finish. So maybe I'll go back and read it, and um, I will. I will. I'll see if it's worth it, and then yeah. I'll go from there. I, but I'd read it. I think you could skip a lot. Um, maybe if you read a su- read a summary, watch the YouTube video. You know, I think that would be better. Um, honestly. <laughs> There's a lot of characters that are not well represented. Um, you'll feel a, lot, a repeat of the uh, Arankar arc, if I'm being honest. The invasion of Waco Mundo, which yeah, is completely wrong. unnecessary. I was told a thousand year war is just the Arankar arc, but kind of worse. So I, that's why I stopped. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm actually just like really looking forward to the future, man. I think I think there's I think there's a lot of potential, especially with like this one shot was pretty good, and with how good Burn the Witch was, I'm very excited to see what Taikubo kind of comes with the future. And I think it's in a, it's a situation of, and Francisco, I discussed this with you for FMA, but um, and for those of you who don't know, the author of FMA is doing another uh manga, and she's done two absolutely amazing amazing manga and fma one of the greatest i think shows of all time and uh silver spoon for those of you who don't know that show i love that show and or and manga the manga is really good and so she's writing another manga and i think i remember francisco you said that she has nothing else to prove like she's good i think taikubo is in a kind of similar situation where because he's written bleach and he's done a lot like he doesn't necessarily have anything to prove. At this point, he's doing it because he likes it. So yeah. I feel like now we're going to really delve into Taikubo's like passion like passion work. And I'm actually very, very excited for that. So I'm, very, I'm, looking forward, I'm definitely looking forward to the future than I am um, the present because I feel like this arc has set up a lot for what's to come, which all looks pretty good. So... I'm excited for it. I feel like by Bleach standards, it's good, but like the issue is the, the Bleach storyline could be a lot more condensed and cleaned up. Like you said, the beginning <laughs> of the Ron okay. arc was bad. So he's working with what he's got, but... You yeah, know. see, that's the thing. Like, looking back on it, yeah, of course, but obviously Taikubo just cannot change that. So mm-hmm. I feel like he has to he has to work with what he's given, and he's kind of given a a lot <laughs> to deal with. And so I feel like he's just making the best of um, the situation that he's given. So, I mean, I, I feel like now that he's really exhibiting more of his passion work, and I think we've seen this with Burn the Witch as well, it should be better, in theory, I'm hoping. It's it's still the premises of Bleach. There's too many characters. It's Ah, he'll make it work, he'll make it work. He'll make it work. I'm just saying, I just wish you could clean up Bleach. Uh, there's a YouTube series of how I would rewrite rewrite Bleach, and this guy's got a 
That's I don't remember his name. I don't fuck with Yes, fanfic. but he does such a good job. And it, it, basically, he's gotten like three or four 40-minute videos deconstructing the beginning of Bleach, basically getting rid of the unessential characters. Unessential? And... Excuse you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. If every, by the way, if anyone wants anyone listening to this, Viz, for example, has a few of the chapters for Bleach available. Um, I... You know, it's for only two dollars a month. You get like a majority of their collection. So if you want, that's an official way that you can, you know, support the series and whatnot. And it's great. So there's a lot of good stuff on there anyway, regardless of Bleach. Bunch of good Sony titles, for example, Demon Slayer. Good one. Good one. It ended. If you don't want to wait, of course, Demon Slayer is available. Besides, oh, you know, we didn't even mention. Yo, Bleach is back. The enemy's coming back. Uh, for those who don't know, but you probably know that already. <laughs> the thousand year blood work It will be animated should come out next year yeah hopefully i think they're in pre-production at the moment it's gonna be crazy when that drops oh my god yeah they haven't i don't it think they've announced the studio yet so that's exciting because i think they've confirmed that they're going for a later time mark so there won't be as much um censorship as there was for uh the some other parts of Peach. yeah like there's a lot of parts of Bleach that shouldn't be censored that are. Like, um... Hyori getting cut in half by Gin. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, Byakuya staying dead. That's another one that got censored. What? Nah. Byakuya should have died, remember? Yes, but that wasn't censored yet. I mean, in a, in, a, in a different way, it was censored. It was censored by the fans sending Kubo death threats. But that is a completely separate issue. Maybe that's a rumor, but who knows? I I think it. I think that's why he brought him back. Like, there's no other reason to bring him back. He was his character arc was wrapped up beautifully. That's true. That's true. All right. So, um, Oscar, when we end our episodes, we like to talk about what we've been watching, and me and Nikio have been watching the same thing. We've been watching for like the last two episodes. Doesn't <laughs> change. So. Please help, help us. What are you watching? I am not watching uh, Monogatari. <laughs> good, good, good. good. Maybe I will say, uh, I, I think, I think Monogatari is like, I think it's, I think it's a show that I would never, and like, I think, Francisco, we've discussed this at length a few years ago, but I would never recommend Monogatari to anyone, but I think you really just have to come to the realization that you want to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, the the reason I wanted to watch it was because I was extremely sleep-deprived during a final, and I was studying until, like, 2 a.m. And at 2 a.m., I had, like, a... Something hit me over the head, and I was like, I need to watch Monogatari. And that stuck with me for three days, and then I ended up watching it, like, after that, after those three days. So, I think you just gotta want to watch it. Like, I, I, it's a show that you should never be forced to watch, I think. I, I don't feel like I was forced to watch it. I just say, um... So my friends gushed over it a couple years back. They said, oh my god, this is the best anime ever, blah, 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 blah. Facts, they loved facts. the deep storylines, and I was just I was just kind of intrigued, you know? I went to go yeah. watch it, and, you know, I liked the themes originally. Um, uh, I, there's a lot of parts that I felt, like, very emotionally tied to. The issue for me is I'm trying to watch it chronologically. Which, incorrect, uh, by the way, incorrect. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It makes no sense otherwise. 
Yeah, but everybody else says, yeah, no, I would totally watch it chronologically if I was to do it over because that's how it should be experienced. Mm. The only one that disagrees is Chucho. Um, but going back, it's just hard to jump through all these hoops to see where I'm supposed to be watching and then... Hold you. And then um, just keeping up with all these arcs. It's It's very rough. It's very uh, time-consuming. It, it's draining. It's kind of as draining as watching One Piece. The payoff is way better, but it still feels draining. Yeah. All right, well. Nikki, are you watching NHK? Welcome to NHK by any chance. How do you know? Well, you we we share Funimation accounts. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah, I I am I was I was gonna keep it on the DL until I finished yeah. it. Right. But, uh, yes, I am, and I am loving it. Okay, cool. I think it's I think it's really 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 good. I will get more into it when I finish it. There, I have a lot of reasons why I think it's really freaking good. Yeah. But um, I'm watching it very slowly. I'm watching a few episodes a day. So, cause I have uh, work starting in like tomorrow, so hey, no recording. So, big place. I haven't been place. able to like binge it, binge it, but that's fine. I mean, I guess I can mention the thing that I'm watching currently. I am rewatching uh Black Lagoon, and the Q, you might have probably realized that I finally reached the quote unquote payoff for this series. I saw that you posted that on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we gotta. I wanna make sure we post and interact with people. So, yeah, posting that on Twitter, right? Um, it's cool. It, you know, the, the protagonist reminds me of a, you know, a you a bit, if I'm being honest, right? Okay. It had you had you got in a sim, similar situation, and you know, in in Roberta's blood trust, we finally learned that you know he understands city very well, and there's a lot of um, a lot of maybe not so quote-unquote good in his heart that he has the possibility for great evil deeds but oh. for the greater good interesting okay that's that's an edgy show it's it's fun i've been i've been meaning to rewatch it for a while but that's it that's it for this episode i think thank you oscar for joining us it was my pleasure i really enjoyed the conversation oh cool i, I hope that you have a a more positive opinion of Nikio now that you got to talk with him. Even though I'm, I, I'm, I'm putting up airs. By the way, he he never said anything wrong, like mean no, about yeah. Nikio. He he actually <laughs> likes you. He was shitting on me pretty much. <laughs> nah, he uh, he likes you. If anything, you you like carry the fucking the, the podcast. I don't I don't think so. I think you have. Some I don't opinion. like the opinion of Full Metal Alchemist, but that's my personal opinion. And bro, a lot okay, of well. We can talk about this after the show, but I do love me some FMA. That's but great. uh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, it was great having you, Oscar. I'm really, really glad I got to meet meet you finally. And um, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, keep your eyes out for our next coming episodes. I don't really have anything else. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just watching NHK. I think it's absolutely brilliant, and maybe we'll do an episode on that. Who knows? I would like to. Yeah, I own the DVD somewhere. Somewhere, I think. I think a friend of mine has it. All right. Well, that was it for us. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.